This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig even further into St. Luke's Gospel with Written in Heaven, Blessed Eyes and Ears, Good Samaritan, One Thing Necessary, and The Lord's Prayer. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, Zacchaeus was very curious about Jesus, so curious that he kind of broke with social convention, ran ahead of the crowd, and climbed a tree in order to see Jesus as he was passing by. But Jesus was even more curious about Zacchaeus. In fact, he knows who he is, never having met him. He calls him down from the tree, invites himself over to, to Zacchaeus's house for dinner, and the crowd says, who is this man? He eats with sinners. What does that mean? Welcome back to Issues Etc. It's time to teach a Sunday school lesson. Pastor Tom Baker joins us to get into Luke 19 and the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. He's host of the radio show called Law and Gospel for almost 30 years. He met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. What do we know about tax collectors in New Testament times? In New Testament times, particularly in Palestine, the Romans had, of course, conquered Israel, and they were very smart in what they often did. They would set up rulers in Israel that were Jewish or people like them. They would not get rid of all the priests and everything right away. But when it came to collecting taxes, they would use the populace, namely Jews, to collect taxes for them. And therefore, in the New Testament times, the tax collectors were not well liked at all because they were considered to be betrayers. They were working for the Romans, collecting taxes, and often collecting more than they had to collect, and they became very rich. And so they were really looked down upon by many of the Jews And Jesus himself comes under that problem where he uses tax collectors to make a very important point like that. Remember parable, the tax collector, forgive me, Lord, I have sinned often to you. In contrast to the Pharisee who says, I'm sure glad I'm not like that tax collector because I fast, I tithe, etc. And Jesus said, the tax collector, because of his repentant attitude and trust in the Lord, he gets justified, whereas the unbelieving Pharisee does not. And so tax collectors are often used in a negative sense. If somebody calls you a Gentile or a tax collector in Jesus' day, that's really negative. But sometimes Jesus uses tax collectors and Gentiles and other people. I remember in the good neighbor one where he uses a person that helps out a Jew who is not considered very nice. So at any rate, tax collectors, they weren't appreciated much. 
by those who were in the New Testament times. Why was everyone, including Zacchaeus, anxious to see Jesus? Well, I think you would be too. This just so happens to have occurred not long before Palm Sunday. So Jesus had been out in the ministry for three years, and many people were following him. He was doing miracles. He was preaching a message that was very intriguing. And so Zacchaeus, well, he wanted, like the rest of the people, to see Jesus and anxious to come face to face. It's kind of like when someone important comes to your city, maybe a ruler of another country or something, you may want to go to the parade to see him go by and see what he looks like, see how he handles things. And so this is what Zacchaeus and many of the people, they were anxious to see this Jesus who had such a reputation at that time. Why did Zacchaeus run ahead and climb a tree? Well, he ran ahead to climb a tree because he was short in stature. Have you ever been at a, say, a football game or a baseball game where there are a lot of people? And the fact of the matter is, if you're looking for someone and you're short in stature, it's really hard to see. Now, there's something else that's in that verse that, by the way, the Sunday School literature entitled Enduring Faith does a good job in talking about. You don't hear it that often, but he ran to the tree. When you are a nobleman of stature, you don't run because that would show your legs. In fact, missionaries are told when they go to these lands, do not hurry around. People will think that you're not in control of your life. So take your time. The best example of somebody running where it would have been really embarrassing for him to do that is the parable of the prodigal son. When the father is at the gate waiting for his rebellious son to return and he sees him, it says he runs to him. And the son would be astonished to see his father running because noble people just didn't do that. But this is how anxious that Zacchaeus was. So he ran ahead where Jesus was going in order to climb a tree and therefore make sure he would see Jesus when he walked by. What did Jesus do when he saw Zacchaeus? He said something that I think a lot of people, when they read the Bible, they miss. I'm going to read it. It's verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Now, he called his name. And this is very, very important for the children because Jesus calls them by name. There's ways in which you can have the children stand on stools and pretend they're Zacchaeus with Jesus walking by and this kind of thing. They do that in the Sunday school lesson. But there is something that children and adults climb up into. And that's in most churches, the altar area 
is above the sanctuary area. You have steps to climb or maybe a, a smooth curve where you go up into the altar area. Guess what we do with children? We take them up into the altar area where the baptismal font is and we name them. Their name is mentioned as I recently did when I baptized an infant. And that's what Jesus is doing with Zacchaeus. And of course, for adults, they walk up into the altar area to receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. And so this is a really important point that Zacchaeus did not go around finding Jesus, but Jesus found him. In other words, you would have expected in a big crowd like that, there's Zacchaeus in the tree, and there's Jesus who just walks by. Zacchaeus sees him, but there's no communication. But in this case, Jesus names him by name, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. In fact, one of the disciples of Jesus, when he heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, he said, can any good come out of Nazareth? And when they took him to see Jesus, Jesus called him by name and told him that he was a faithful man. And he wondered, how did you know about me? Well, I saw you when you were over at that place and Jesus named the place he was at. So when Jesus calls you by name, he's inviting you to be with him or that he can be with you. As he says, I must stay at your house today. And he's not talking about a building, but the house of Zacchaeus could have been his family. And therefore Zacchaeus was going to be having God himself as his guest in the house. And he hurried and received Jesus joyfully. So what would it have meant for Jesus to eat at a tax collector's house? We'll answer that question with Pastor Tom Baker as we teach a Sunday school lesson on Jesus and Zacchaeus in Luke 19. I'm Todd Wilkin. We'll be right back. Grace, faith, scripture, and Christ alone. You're listening to Issues Etc. Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January is the latest in the Concordia Commentary series on the Book of John. So extensive, so in-depth, that it is divided into three volumes. This is the second volume, John 7, verse 2 through 12, verse 50, by Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Bill Weinrich. The Concordia Commentary series is scholarly, but it is also accessible to the layperson as well. Find out more about this book at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040 and ask for the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, the Concordia Commentary on John, verse 7-2 through 1250. We're talking with Pastor Tom Baker, host of the radio show called Law and Gospel, about Zacchaeus and Jesus in Luke 19. In about 10 minutes, we'll discuss the imprecatory psalms, with Dr. Jeffrey Boyle. Tom, what would it have meant for Jesus to eat at a tax collector's house? Well, 
There are groups in our country, like for instance, in the old days, the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club was a really rough club, or there are places where women sell their bodies, etc. And if you saw a pastor meeting with those people, you would wonder, what are you doing? I tell the story about a Hells Angels individual who came into the church. He just sat there. He was kind of quiet. And at the end, he just walked out, didn't say anything to anyone. And a woman came up to the pastor and said, why are we allowing people like that to come into church? And the pastor looked at her and said, well, we allowed you. In other words, how many of us forget that when we say our confession of sin, we refer to ourselves as being poor, miserable sinners, deserving nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. Now, that's what most of the Jews thought about the tax collector. When you eat at the home of someone, you are almost considering them to be your equal. And therefore, for Jesus to eat at a tax collector's house, he was saying something about that tax collector that most of the people would not want him to be saying because they considered the tax collector to be quite a sinner. What made Zacchaeus decide to repent and restore what he had dishonestly taken? Well, Zacchaeus stood in verse 8 of chapter 19 of Luke and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Now, that doesn't give us an answer as to your question, what made Zacchaeus decide to repent and restore? But the next verse does. It's Jesus himself who says, today salvation has come to this house. And Jesus isn't referring to just himself, who is the bearer of salvation, but the good news of the gospel is now ringing in the ears of Zacchaeus, because I'm sure he had heard about what Jesus was preaching, and that Jesus would take a stand and eat with him would mean, wow, this is really something. And that's why Jesus gives the reason that salvation has come. And salvation means that look what God has done for me I need to help out others who also have needs as I did. Also, the forgiveness of sins, food, housing, clothes, etc. This is really talking about the life of sanctification now that Zacchaeus has become justified. What did Jesus mean when he said salvation had come to his house? It means that he has come to the house and that the Holy Spirit has come into the heart of Zacchaeus in order to repent of his sin and specifically to help out the neighbor. Remember the two great commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, etc., and your neighbor as yourself. 
And so we see Zacchaeus working on both commandments in love to Jesus and also in restoration to people whom he had cheated out of their money. Why does Jesus call Zacchaeus a son of Abraham? What does that mean? Yeah, that's really a good question. And anytime a pastor is asked a question of a theological nature, we go back to the Reformation and use the principle, Scripture interprets Scripture. The answer to that is actually found in Romans chapter 9, beginning with verse 6. Because many Jews had fallen from God's kingdom. And Paul says in verse 6 of chapter 9, it is not as though the word of God has failed, but not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. And then Paul explains what he's talking about. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. And what promise is he talking about? The promise to Abraham that through Isaac, many nations would be blessed and many would become sons of Abraham, not because they were born as a son of Abraham in the flesh, but because they believed the promises that Abraham was given through Isaac leading up to Jesus. And therefore, Zacchaeus is the son of Abraham, but so also are all Gentiles who believe in Jesus Christ. They are sons of Abraham because that is a definition of the Christian church. Jesus says the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. What does he mean by that? This, again, is Scripture interprets Scripture. One of the most famous parables of Jesus, in fact, three of them, are in the passage of Luke 15, where he talks about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Now, in each of those cases, remember a sheep is lost. He doesn't go out and find Jesus. Jesus goes and finds the lost sheep. A woman loses a very important coin. She searches until she finds it. And in the prodigal son, even though the son goes away and loses the money of the inheritance he got from the father, when the son returns to manipulate the father and try and get a good job, the father instead runs to the son, which means he shows his legs as a very embarrassing thing to do, and holds on to the son and gives him not only a ring, not only shoes, but the best robe. And the best robe is the robe of the Father. And that's what happens to every believer 
who has been lost and is found by Jesus. We wear the robe of righteousness. It's described in the Bible as a white robe that you are now enclosed with from God's point of view because it is the righteousness of Christ that covers you. And it's a big difference between what Adam and Eve tried to wear when they tried to dress themselves in plants that would only last a few hours in contrast to the robe of righteousness that Jesus gave to them because of his death on the cross. How are we all like Zacchaeus? We're all like Zacchaeus if you just simply listen to the liturgy. We all confess our sins. There's no difference between Zacchaeus and what we do. Now, you may say, well, I haven't stolen money from anyone. I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't committed adultery. But you got to remember from the Sermon on the Mount that sin is not only doing deeds that are wrong, sin is also having bad thoughts and bad words. Nobody ever lives a perfect life since the fall of Adam and Eve into sin, except for Jesus. We all fall short of the glory of God. So there really is no difference in God's eyes between Zacchaeus and his sins and our sins. And when we trust in Jesus, we too repent of our sins and come to a knowledge that the forgiveness of sins has been given to us who do not deserve it. Finally, what's the law and gospel of this lesson? A lot of times you can see the law working in people when they want to point out the sinfulness of others and they forget about their own sin. It makes them feel good. But the gospel is that Jesus came to seek and to save all who are lost in sin. That's what he did on the cross. He paid for the sins of everyone. And all those who trust in that promise have had their sins forgiven, heaven as their home, and in eternity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit forever. Pastor Tom Baker hosts a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thank you very much. And thank you. Up next, we're going to talk about the imprecatory psalms, those psalms of God's divine vengeance with Dr. Jeffrey Boyle of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January would make a great gift for your pastor. It's the new Concordia Commentary on John, chapter 7, verse 2, to chapter 12, verse 50. This latest Concordia Commentary is written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Bill Weinrich. Learn more about our January Book of the Month at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. The new Concordia Commentary on John 7-2-12-50. The Word of God, Daily Worship, Lutheran Hymnody and Catechesis, Instruction in Phonics, Traditional Math, Literature, Grammar, History, Latin and Strings. 
It's all part of our daily life here at St. Paul Lutheran School in Hamill, Illinois. St. Paul is seeking teaching candidates for the 2023-24 school year. Learn more at school at stpaulhamel.org. Consider joining the faithful faculty at the only classical Lutheran school in Greater St. Louis. School at stpaulhamel.org. Keeping the message straight. Getting the message out. You're listening to Issues Etc. Is your child struggling at school? Are you thinking about homeschooling? Would you like help knowing what to teach and how to teach it? The Simply Classical curriculum from Memoria Press provides an enriching, step-by-step classical Christian education for students who have autism, learning or behavioral difficulties, ADHD, and more. You'll find everything you need, including daily lesson plans to guide your way. Learn more at simplyclassical.com. Use LPR23 to save on your order. simplyclassical.com. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now.